0: Get up, Flyer fans. It's the show just for you. Flyer Feedback, presented by Bud Light and live from Flanagan's Pub on Stewart Street in Dayton. Stop by after the game for delicious food and 24 beers on tap. Flyer Feedback is brought to you by Bud Light. Here's to the beer you can always count on. And by Flyer Spirit, the university-owned student staff destination for Dayton Flyers gear. Hashtag Flyer Spirit. Call in with your comments or questions, 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now, here's your host, John Bidell.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome into Flanagan's Pub for the first time this afternoon. I'm John Bedell. My new partner in the rotation here on Flyer Feedback is former Flyer, still great, Rex Gardecki. Rex, welcome to
2: Flyer Feedback. Well, thank you very much, John. It's a pleasure to be here and looking forward to a lot a lot of uh, good things this year. Hey, if they're going to play like this when you host, Rex, we, <laughs> uh, we might have a full-time job for you, brother. Well, I think just going into this <laughs> game, I noticed in practice Thursday that the kids were so enthusiastic about coming into the, uh, the, the regular season because you play so many non-conference games, but now you get into the, really the wrench part of the, the season. I think they were really anticipating coming into this. And I, th- I think they really have good feelings about each other. There's Larry and Bucking. we've all talked about, this team really does like each other and they play so hard together in practice, there's not a lot of yelling and screaming and players saying something about another player. This this group, I think, is really special. It is. They uh, they continue to, it continues to jump off the court, Rex, that
1: this team likes playing uh, for each other. That wasn't always the case last year. And I'm encouraged to get into eight ten 10 play now, Rex, because while there is certainly some disappointment in some of the missed opportunities, this team had in non-conference. Uh, they really played well against multiple top 25 teams. Didn't always get the wins, you know, they beat Butler and that was kind of the resume builder, that was it, and who knows how Butler's gonna end up. But when they're playing that well against uh, teams like, uh, you know, what they did in the Bahamas, Butler, Virginia, uh, when you played Oklahoma, you know, Mississippi State, Auburn, Tulsa, um, a lot of this quality competition that, particularly in the eight, this A-10, I was encouraged uh, even though it was disappointing not to get all those games, Rex, mm-hmm. that I think this,
2: this Dayton team is going to be just fine in
1: this A-10. Well,
2: there's no doubt about that. And if you look to the schedule last night, if you look at some of the scores, uh, you know, got Nevada, who is one of the top five teams in the country, goes into New Mexico. New Mexico seven and 6 and New Mexico ends up winning by 30 points. Uh, Virginia. Just you know, pounded Florida State yesterday. So there's good things to say about this team. And people say sometimes you play the level of competition, which is true. It's hard every night to get up to the, for every game. But I think now with the conference schedule, the kids understand you know what they're in for, and I think they they think they can get in the run there. And it was good too because Anthony has railed on their second half, uh, sort of the
1: lackluster second halves they've had. Rex, yeah. they did not have that today. Anthony told Larry in his post game comments that we just heard here on WHIO Radio that, look, this was as a complete game as we've had today. The effort, this effort today was what we're capable of. And you're going to need that, Rex, right. because these, the Richmonds and this addition of Fordham and St. Bonaventure and George Mason and Duquesne, you're going to need these kind of efforts to avoid the trap gains because right. the flip side of this is a tremendous opportunity for the Staten team is in this A-10, you best not step on the landmines because they will punish you even more so.
2: Yep, it's it's a good point, and there's you know there's some good quality teams in, in the A-10. You look at VCU with their win over Texas. Yes, and there's games you just go into. It's hard. You go in and you go into smaller venues. Like you go into St. Bonaventure, you go to Fordham. Uh, you know, those places are sometimes glorified high school gyms, yeah. and they, you know, with 2,000 people on top of you. So they've got to be ready for every, everything that teams are going to throw at them, and that includes Wednesday night's game. Cunningham with a tremendous wow, effort. Is? I mean, Rex, there was times where, my goodness, he was,
1: for much of the game, he was outpacing Richmond yeah. by himself. Uh, he finishes with a double-double. Cunningham finished with 25-10. and 10. Obi Toppin uh, was the next leading scorer with 16-9 and nine off the bench. Ryan Mikesell had nine. Trey Landers had nine points, ten boards. Jordan Davis didn't score, but he had three boards and three assists. Jalen Crutcher with kind of a game we're used to seeing from him, eight eight points, eight boards, four assists. Uh, still doesn't pass the eye test, though. Shout out to Tom and Dayton. Um, and it's just good to see this team, like I said, Rex, a complete effort, and in Anthony's own words, really seeing what this is team is capable of in the A&M. I think
2: I think so too. And playing the zone today, that's gonna to give us something to look forward to. Other teams when they start scouting. We basically play a lot of man to man probably ninety percent of the time this season, but just adding that and you know it is sort of a two-three zone but more of a matchup zone. And I think that gives teams difficult situations to play in. So going into the next game, their coaching staff's gonna to have to look and see what they're how they're gonna handle that. But you guys coming off the bench, Obi, I mean there's no more to see said about Obi. I mean what a and what a great kid. I mean, he's never, never upset about anything. Always has a smile on his face. Is so congenial with everybody. Jerry Matos, I sat next to him today, and he's looking forward to next year. So you know, there is there's a lot of camaraderie on this team. And uh, as you mentioned too, Rex,
1: with just the effort from these guys today, one thing we should mention is that Cunningham. Uh, reached the thousand-point mark for his career—quite an accomplishment for Josh Cunningham. Not all of them here at Dayton; some of that, those points were from his days at Bradley. But still, quite an accomplishment uh, for Josh to get to a thousand points. It's a
2: great situation when I mean, you look at all the injuries he's had and come back from. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people could do that, but he's—he's he's a quality young man, and hopefully, he's got you know some years after his his college career and everything. He Anthony used the word uh, that he is one of the elite players in this conference. Yes. I believe that.
1: Um, one of my buddies tweeted that, you know, let's just pack up the A-10 Player of the Year award. I mean, you got some talented kids. Kellen Grady comes to mind down at Davidson. But, Rex, I think Josh has a real chance to really – and not that he's into that because I'm sure, you know, he's all about team goals and stuff. But just his individual talent is off the charts, Rex. And I think he's got a real chance to separate himself as he's looking at an A-10 Player of the Year kind of of campaign. Yeah,
2: he's been around for so long. And it makes it so much easier when you're a little bit older and you've seen different defenses – you know, he gets doubled every time the ball goes into there. But he's starting to see the extra pass and doing things like that. And, you know, sometimes people say, well, you know, he's, he's putting it in the lane too much and holding it. But, you know, he's getting doubled every time. But today he kicked the ball out, and I think he ended up with like three or four assists. He's just he's just a really hard-nosed player that loves the game. Yeah. You mentioned the defense, and I want to go
1: back to this a little bit, Rex, because we've seen Anthony kind of pull that matchup zone out of the bag when they've, when they've kind of gotten in some tight spots this year. But we talked a little bit uh, in, the, in the post-game show, the Bud Light like post-game show, that he, he started with it today. Uh, you, we were talking before, Tip, you kind of saw that coming. I mean, you had some inside information being a practice this week. But why, why did you think they went with that zone right out of the bag against Mooney's Princeton offense?
2: Well, I think they wanted to, to keep that Princeton offense, you know, that, that is so hard to defend with backdoor cuts. And I think he just thought if he could get out to a good start and match it up, and you could see it when, uh, you know, they were just, Richmond didn't know what they were doing the first four or five minutes of the game. They were trying to hit the low block with Golden in there but really it was very ineffective for them. They were jacking some shots from corners that, you know, or 15 or 20% shots of making. So I just think it was a great idea doing it. I know they practiced hard on it this week. I wasn't sure if they were going to start in it today, but, hey, it's effective, and this gives them something else they can u- use in the next four to five games. Yeah. This is your
1: show, Flyers fans. There's a few different ways for you to jump on with us and give us your thoughts on uh, this Dayton win, 72-48, over the Richmond Spiders to open up a 10 play. You can jump on my mentions at jbidlwhio on Twitter or use the hashtag FlyerFeedback, and I may uh, read your tweet on the air. You can call us up at 457-1290, or you can take advantage of the Bud Light mic if you're here with us like so many of you are right now at Flanagan's Pub. I'm John Bedell. He's former Flyer Rex Gardecki, the newest member of our uh, Flyer feedback team, adding some depth to our bench. And I think, Rex, a lot of Flyers fans know who you are, know your background. But for those who don't, tell us a little bit about when you played and what you've been
2: up to uh, since your playing days at UD. I played from 1969 to 72 for Coach Donaher. I uh, made my decision to go to Dayton. I uh, narrowed it down to Kentucky and Ohio State and Ohio University. So, uh, just had good feelings of coming here. Dayton had just come off an NCAA runner-up. Had won the NIT the year before. My high school coach ended up coming to Dayton as an assistant coach. So that was a good situation. So Coach Donner and I have been friends for years, and really it was a great situation to be in, and I'm very happy to be here. And you've been uh, – you just recently retired from coaching. You were yep. in the high school coaching yep. I coach, Yep, I helped coach at Miamisburg, my alma mater for the last 20 years. And uh, it's been a great situation. Last year we won the league championship in the G-Walk, and – had one kid go off to play uh, Division Two. I think he's a Division I player, hopefully, and transfer. But it's been a great situation. Cook got on a higher note. So when this opportunity came with Bucky's situation, you know, and he and I talked about it and talked to Coach Donner, and uh, Larry's very helpful and said, you know, welcome aboard. Yeah. And you did TV work for, uh, yes. for
1: us at Channel 7 back in the day, yep, right? Yeah, I
2: did uh, the games back in the late 70s and early 80s when uh, okay. Channel 7 had a TV contract. When they televised like eight or nine games. Yeah. So it's it's a little different today with, with all the national broadcasts and everything. But, yeah, I'm quite familiar with, with everything. So you were working with, what is that, Tom Hamlin back in the day? Tom Hamlin, yeah. And Chuck Rixby was our freshman coach, one of our coaches. He was there, Chris Harris. Bucky was still doing the games on TV. Yeah. So uh, it was some some good times. The late, great Tom Hamlin. He's, yeah. His
1: son Chuck is one of our yes. news photos at, at Channel 7. He's a good friend of mine, a good co-worker, and a Flyers fan to boot. And uh, Tom, uh, Tom was good people. Yes. So if, if you work with – Tom Rex, you're good in my book. And like I said, I like adding a guy that well, first of all, you know, we got the other three guys that do this show, we're all teammates, Keith and Nathan yeah. Brooks, so we'd have you come in and show this us young guns how it's done, right?
2: <laughs> well, I hope so. I think I can add a little bit of insight from the coaching standpoint. I think so. I've talked to Anthony a lot. We talk about things and you know he's he's so outgoing and he's so good with former players. And you know, when a new guy comes in, you're not sure, but Anthony has opened the door for us and is very you know very thoughtful about things and you know whatever you want to say in practice and you know at the end of the practice you know their situation where they get in a huddle and uh, it's a little unique the way it does but I think Anthony's on the right track he's got players coming and this team I think is going to continue to grow
1: yeah and I think and I'm not just saying this because you're on the air here with me but I really do think Rex you bring a unique perspective of a lot of the guys obviously everybody that does this show with me is a sure. former player. Uh, some of them coach Brooks and Keith do some coaching Uh, but I think you do bring unique perspective as not only a former player under Donaher but as a a retired coach yourself and um, one of the things that's one of the things that impresses me about the UD basketball fraternity directs is that it doesn't matter kind of what generation or era you guys come from you all know each other so I mean it sounds to me like from our conversations the last week or so just off the air I mean you had a relationship with Anthony or at least knew him before even he was the head coach. Well when Anthony
2: was being recruited by Coach Donaher and uh It was probably well documented. Roughly like four years ago, we had a get-together for all the former players that played for Coach Donahue. And thankfully, uh, Jim Larkin, who's here today, and Steve S. organized it, and George Janke, and Bucky was involved with it. And when we started out, we thought, how many players are we going to come back? We had like almost 65 former players and managers and coaches. Anthony flew in from Alabama. Johnny Davis flew in from out west. Jim Paxson flew out. Uh, so we had almost 95 players. So it was a it was a great day and a great night. It's a tight-knit group, that yeah. UD basketball fraternity. The Dayton Flyers, they
1: were buttoned up in their efforts today. 72-48, a winner over Richmond. John Badell former Flyer Rex Gardecki, and you here for Flyer Feedback. It continues on the other side, right here on the Home of the Flyers.
0: This is Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. As we all know, life can bring about many challenges. Fortunately, some you can expect and plan for. By joining the McAfee Comfort Club, we can find many problems before they happen. And for the moment you're caught off guard, our emergency priority service restores your comfort quickly. Any season, any time. McAfee. Hello, it is I, thine King. Today I speaketh on behalf of Bud Light and the most sacred of traditions, the Tailgate. In my days as a collegiate liege, I hosted the very first tailgate in Yon Woods. We didn't have coolers or sports. We were basically just in the woods. But we had Bud Light, so a tailgate it was. Anyway, I invite you to continue my legacy and enjoy Bud Light courtesy of me at your tailgate. Also courtesy of me. Dilly dilly. Enjoy responsibly Bud Light beer, AB St. Louis, Missouri. Dayton is buzzing with excitement. With the new Levitt Pavilion, the Victoria Theatre Art Annex, new craft breweries, and the completion of the newly renovated UD Arena, downtown is hopping. Code Credit Union is excited to support the UD Flyers and proud of our Dayton roots. Code has been serving the Miami Valley for over 78 years and is proud to be the downtown Dayton Credit Union. Code Credit Union, one good reason after another. Learn more about us at CodeCU.org.
3: Member NC. UA we'll see sunshine and some clouds begin to roll into the afternoon and evening hours. Temperatures are going to continue to be warmer than normal with highs topping off near 45 degrees for tonight, mostly cloudy skies and lows dipping down to near 35 degrees for Monday. We're going to wake up and start off dry. Temperatures will be warming up to near 54 degrees. Rain is going to arrive in the afternoon and evening hours. I'm meteorologist Molly Coates on the Miami Valley, severe weather station, AM 1290 and news 95 seven WHIO.
0: You're listening to flyer. Feedback on AM 1290 and News 957 WHIO. Call with your questions and comments now at 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 957 WHIO.
1: Hey, Flyer fans. Welcome back to Flyer Feedback. We're coming to you live from Flanagan's Pub. It's a place where we don't, as in do not tweet recruits. Don't do it. Just don't tweet recruits. Hashtag the more you know. I'm John Bedell. He's former Flyer Rex Gardecki, and you're you, Flyers fans, here for feedback after Dayton uh, was a winner this afternoon in a runaway, 72-48, and it wasn't even really that close uh, over the Richmond Spiders as Dayton uh, improves on the season overall to 9-5, and five, and now they start uh, conference play want to know a couple ways for you to join us you can take advantage of the Bud Light mic we're here at Flanagan's that's where we'll go right now to Leslie from Ideal Travel
4: hi John hi Rex welcome to the crew here say happy to have you as part of the show you guys play an important role that you may not realize now my husband and I are super spoiled we live a mile away from the arena and Flanagan's but a lot of fans travel in a far distance to see the UD games people in our row come down from Toledo for all of the home games there's folks that drive in from Sydney people that come up from Northern Kentucky. Actually, Mary Jo from Northern Kentucky contacted me about an ideal travel trip just this week because she wants to go to New York City for the Atlantic 10 tournament, but she doesn't want to be part of our full package because she wants to get her own airfare out of Cincinnati, or at least wanted to explore that. And I wanted to let flyer fans know that if you want to be part of my atlantic 10 tournament package you can provide your own airfare or drive in or do that however you wish if you just need ground transfers let's say you are flying yourself in i can do tra- ground transfers four nights lodging at the local hotel there all session game tickets you're looking at a starting point of eight twenty-five plus tax per person so if you want to provide your own air getting in Flap those wings. Give me a call at 223-7447. We'll work with you to customize your package for that tournament coming up in March. Great start to the A-10 A10 uh, conference season. Go Flyers.
1: Thank you, Leslie. Go Flyers and go America. Hat tip, Adam. John, uh, if I could say
2: one quick thing, and I, I know I yes. don't want to step on you, but at halftime today, uh, they honored Steve McElvain. Yes. And what a great family and a great kid. I mean – he amplifies just what Dayton basketball was about. And I know it had to be extremely hard for his family to come in today. It was emotional for everybody. Yeah. Tom Archdeacon's article today in the paper was just super. So I just wanted to say a hey for Steve. I know he's looking, looking yeah. down at us and happy <laughs> with everything. I read
1: Archdeacon's column, and if you haven't, uh, you need to either grab a copy of today's Dayton Daily News or head over to mydaytondailynews.com and read it because, Rex, you and I were talking before the game. I, I read it probably two or three times, and I – was misty-eyed every time I read it because uh, Steve's one of my favorite players I've ever covered on this beat, and it just uh, broke my heart the day we lost him. Uh, Ended up, just by happenstance, having an interview I had set up with Dan Curran, an exit interview, so to speak, for weeks ahead of time, and it just ended up being on the day Steve died. We ended up talking about that for, you know, the first five minutes or so as we were kind of in his office over in St. Mary's Hall. And uh, I told his mom today, I just said, you know, I said, can I give you a hug? Because I said Steve was one of my favorite players, and I said – I just got to tell you that I'll. I know that the pain of losing him is still there, and it, it's so tremendous because he was such a bright spark in this world. Uh, but I said I'll always remember him for that trademark smile and his his big play on the court, his bigger personality off of it, um, and the number that struck me, Rex, was seventy five. That Steve made the decision, a nugget that Tom Archdeacon uncovered as only he can, as he wove that story talking to Steve's mom, Janelle. He. Decided to become an eye and tissue donor. Rex, the day, what turned out to be the day before he collapsed and died uh, at his friend's house next door in Indiana. And because of that decision, the legacy Steve leaves is that he helped at least, Rex, 75 people through his decision to be an eye and tissue donor. And that, I told his mom today, I said, that's a hell of a legacy that he leaves behind and that that just kind of – Personifies now in death who Steve was in life. Exactly he just right. liked to help people, yeah. and I, I told his mother that that's quite a legacy that he has left, helping that many people through his decision. Yep, he was a great, great young man, and not a dry eye in the house no, as no. that uh, as that tribute video was yeah. playing today. So, quite a nice honor for for Steve and his family, and uh, I'll be uh, putting a, st- a story together for News Center Seven and Eleven tonight. So, I hope you know you'll be able to join us and, and check out that story as we talk to Steve's mom about that honor, and fitting that. UD announced as well, Rex, they'll right. now name the Defensive wow. Player of the Year award after Steve, a kid who set the record for blocks yeah. his freshman year. Yeah. So we miss him, but as you mentioned, a great kid and yeah. quite a legacy he yes. leaves. Uh, we want to go to the hotline now. Uh, David Jablonski, our friend and co-worker from the Dayton Daily News, is joining us. He covers the uh, two-thirds of the earth is covered by water. The the rest of it is covered by Jabo. Uh, Dave, you were there for the tribute to Steve. What would you think about that?
5: Yeah, it was a great uh, moment uh I was hoping they would somehow keep the family involved in the program over the years, especially as uh, you know the new coaching staff moved in. They didn't know Steve, uh, but uh, there are a couple of players left who's played with him: uh, uh, Jack Westfield, I think, uh well, Ryan Michael, Trey Landers. All knew Steve well, so there's you know still some connection there, and uh, you know no reason that uh, they can't find ways over the years to, uh, to keep his family involved somehow. And that, that certainly that defensive award is a, a great idea. I was thinking they might do something like that. Uh, uh, in
1: past years. Yeah, and I would also encourage people, I mentioned Tom, Mark Deacon's column, I would encourage you to look at the uh, write-up that uh, Jabo did about the Rose Bowl float. You can find that on the Twitter as well. Uh, Dave, on the court today, Anthony called this as a complete game as they've played today. Uh, he called the effort what they're capable of. What did some of the guys have to say about just keeping the pedal to the floor in that second half against a, just a hapless Richmond team?
5: Right, that was the big team. That was what they were looking for in this this game. I mean, I think they expected to beat Richmond by double figures, but uh, to win by as many as they did was really a 30 point win. And so, a couple of late shots uh, after the walk ons went on. Uh, that's exactly what Dayton needed because Grant was pretty fired up after that last game against Georgia Southern that they almost blew that lead. You know, let a 16 point lead get one. And you saw that for, you know, a couple minutes there in the second half where it looked like Richmond might make a run, but, you know, Dayton put up a couple, you know, easy baskets underneath and, uh, really shut the door on any comeback attempt really fast. And that's what they need to do in these separate games. You don't want to mess around because uh, you don't want to expend any extra energy that you need. There's 17 more conference games left. And, uh, it's going to be a lot of tough ones no matter how many yeah. bad records or bad teams they face in the eight-past.
1: Jabba, Josh Cunningham was scoring and rebounding with the strength of five Josh Cunninghams today. 25-10 and 10 he finishes with. He gets 1,000 points for his career, a double-double. And as Anthony referred to him after the game, he's one of the elite players in the league. I think we knew that. Uh Anthony's not breaking any news there, but he said, look, he's capable of this kind of domination was the word he used. What do you What do you make of Josh's effort to kick off his A 10 uh, senior campaign?
5: Well, first of all, he had no idea he was close to 1,000 points. So that came was a, a pleasant surprise to him after the game. Um, but, yeah, you could see him taking over in the first half. I guess if this was the tiebreaker for the 8-10 co-player uh, of the week, he won it easily because he shared it with Grant Golden uh, <laughs> this week. And Cunningham had 25 and, and Golden had uh, four points, which – you know, that's a pretty impressive uh, defensive effort against him, because uh, he is, no matter what he did today, still one of the best players in the conference, uh, you know, in all preseason first team, I think. So, uh, yeah, Cunningham, uh, we, we we asked, because uh, Obi and Cunningham are turning into quite the amazing combo when you look at their field goal percentage, and, and our team was trying to get them to to nickname themselves somehow. So uh, Obi came up with the High Flyer and the Bulldog. So there you go. I don't know. I don't know if that's going to stick or not, but we're going to uh, go with that for now. Yeah, Coming to know. a
1: Tom Archdeacon column near you soon. Well, David, yeah, I got music in my ear, so we got to. That's your yeah, that's of the that's... Sunday column right there. That's, that's right, Jabo. We thank you for the time. David Jablonski, our friend right. and colleague from the Dayton Daily News, covering the Flyers' beat. I got music on my ear, Jabo, so that means we got to take a break and pay some bills. John Bedell, former Flyer Rex Gardecki, and you here for Flyer Feedback live from Against Pub. It continues on the other side of this break, right here on the Home of the Flyers.
0: This is Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. And it's 2
6: I'm John Tisdell with a WHIO news update Our top story. The battle over border security continues as the partial government shutdown enters, it enters its 16th day.
3: Enjoy the nice conditions for today while at last we are tracking rain and windy conditions to start off your work week. I'm meteorologist Molly Coates. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up next.
6: Now, WHIL Triple T and traffic. Got Dayton Cruise on scene of an accident it's on East Washington Street and South Patterson Boulevard. Traffic moving pretty well on the freeways. Going to be traveling on eastbound 70 coming from State Route 49. That eight-mile trip to Interstate 70 will take you about seven minutes. Our top story, the government shutdown is into its third week and members of Congress are saying it's time to work together to put federal employees back on the job. With a GOP-led Senate and a House controlled by Democrats, there seems to be little progress toward reopening
7: government. The House has passed legislation to do so, and Republican Senator Susan Collins on NBC's Meet the Press says Majority Leader Mitch McConnell should bring those bills forward.
4: Where there's no dispute, over issues involving certain departments like ag, transportation, housing, interior. Let's get those reopened while the negotiations continue.
6: Fox's Gernal Scott with team coverage. Senator Collins does say it will be contingent on congressional Democrats and President Trump agreeing on a path forward. Fire crews in Butler Township responded to a reported fire at First Grace Brethren Church early this afternoon. It happened on the 2600 block of Stone Quarry Road where the Montgomery County Republican Party is was scheduled to have an, a formal appointment of Sheriff Rob Struck at 3 o'clock. We've learned the meeting has been moved to the Allwood Abudan Farm on Frederick Pike. The, now back to the fire. The pastor at First Grace Brethren Church says the cause of the fire was electrical and started in the sanctuary. No one was hurt. We've learned that Mimi Levitt has passed away. She, along with her husband, Morimer, established the Levitt Foundation that helped build the Levitt Pavilion in Dayton and others across the country. Thousands attended uh, events at the Levitt Pavilion last summer during its opening season. Mimi Levitt passed away Saturday at the age of 97. Well you heard it during the Bud Light pregame show we now know the name of the 10 millionth fan who's entered door the doors at the UD Arena. Janice Gudorf of Tip City entered the doors and this is what she told our own John Bedell.
4: Really a wonderful honor to be here and be involved with UD basketball and and see them play for so many years. I mean I've been coming to UD ball games since the 60s.
6: Now we've learned that Gudorf is not a season ticket holder and sat courtside to watch today's game Dayton beat Richmond 72-48 and proven to 9-5 overall, 1-0 in the Atlantic 10. Now the most accurate and dependable forecast here. Storm Center 7 meteorologist Molly Coates. A
3: high pressure system will continue to influence the Miami Valley for today, bringing pretty nice conditions. We'll see sunshine and some clouds begin to roll into the afternoon and evening hours. Temperatures are going to continue to be warmer than normal with highs topping off near 45 degrees. For tonight, mostly cloudy skies and lows dipping down to near 35 degrees. For Monday, we're going to wake up and start off dry. Temperatures are going to be on the rise as well. Temperatures will be warming up to near 54 degrees. Rain is going to arrive in the afternoon and evening hours. Uh, meteorologist Molly Coates on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 957 WHIO. Latest
6: scan, of the live Doppler, latest scan of the Live Doppler 7 radar is clear. Currently, we've got 47 degrees in Huber Heights, 44 degrees in Springfield, 47 degrees in Dayton at 234. I'm John Tisdell, WHIO Continuing News. Premier Health is proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. As the official sports medicine
1: provider for 42 area schools, we treat more student athletes than anyone else in the region. From injury prevention, treatment, and sports performance, our team of board certified sports medicine and orthopedic physicians, athletic trainers, and rehabilitation specialists offer a comprehensive program focused on the goals of each athlete. To learn more or to find a Premier Health sports medicine specialist, visit premierhealthcom sportsmed. Premier your health taking care to a higher level.
0: Now at Menards, save big money in your next project with 11% off everything. Save on automotive
2: care products from Menards. Keep your windshield clean with Splash Ultimate Windshield Washer Fluid. It's effective down to negative 35 degrees Fahrenheit. Pick up a gallon today for only one seventy-five after sale price and 11% off. Get 11% off everything now at Menards. Good through January 12th. Savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details.
7: Save big money at Menards.
0: You're listening to Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 957 W-H-I-O. Call with your questions and comments now at 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 957 W-H-I-O.
1: Hey, Flyer fans. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into Flanagan's Pub. I'm John Bedell. He's former Flyer Rex Gardecki, the newest addition to our Flyer Feedback team adding some depth to our bench. Are you more of a shooter or a distributor, Rex? I think I was more of a shooter, John. I didn't pass the ball too often. Well, that goes well because I'm more of a distributor, <laughs> so that works well. I think we're going to have uh, good things ahead. And Flyer fans, you're you here for Flyer Feedback. You can join us a couple ways. You can uh, jump in my mentions on Twitter at jvidlwhio. You can call us up at 457-1290, or you can take advantage of the Bud Light mic. Uh, if you're here at Flanagan's. has got one tweet I want to read. Chuck on Twitter. Rex, Chuck wants to know, what's the mood of the spiders these days are Chris's Mooney's days numbered uh well if you ask some (laughs) of Richmond fans I think they are because um Chris Mooney seems like a nice enough guy Rex I've dealt with him for the better part of a decade just in passing on the UD beat uh loosely interviewed him a couple times at press conferences I would just say that uh kids Chris Mooney is a cautionary tale of strike when the iron's hot right right. (laughs) yeah I,
2: I sort of agree with you in that situation so uh I'm sure there's. It's not going to be a fun plane ride back to Richmond tonight, and getting no. ready right for their next opponent. No, he was. Uh, he was
1: rumored to be, you know, for Power Five jobs after that Sweet 16 run. It was. I'm sure he's making just a fine living at, at U R right now. But uh, missed out on some life changing money. And I don't think he's on too many people's <laughs> lists these days, Rex. But we don't really care about that because we don't follow the Richmond. No, we powers. don't care about that. We covered the Dayton Flyers, and they're a winner in a big way today. 72-48 in a boat race that wasn't even that close. And another way you can join us is the Bud Light Mike, friend of show Tom from Kettering.
7: G- gentlemen, uh, you know, I, I think it was a great, uh, uh, great game. Uh, uh, it's always, uh, you know, the, the it, show, it shows you how you can stay close with three-point shooting. And, and you know, uh, Richmond got away from it can probably, you know, either help you stay close or kill you because they, they couldn't do anything underneath. But... Uh, 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 Rex, my wife wanted to say uh, the last time we saw you uh, uh, on the floor, uh, my wife and I were pretty close to being newlyweds. Okay, that that was a well a couple score ago, a couple years ago, at least. (laughs) But we're glad we're glad you're here. Thank you. And uh, uh, it's good to good to connect, uh, have connections to uh, uh, some of the flyers that. have been been around uh, for a while.
2: Yeah, that's great. So, Thank you very much. You betcha,
1: you betcha. And Tom, I just want to say, I want to point out, I was glad that we could contain Julius Johnson today because we know it's not always a fair fight.
7: <laughs> well, you know, I, I you know, I've got to dust off a of little <laughs> now <laughs> because of the new guy coming in. But oh, uh, that's right. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yes. I, I, I thought, I thought I'd get, I'd get, uh, uh, you know. Bombed here for saying something they, about they, that, but they picked you know, up one today, they, yeah. That's right, you know. So, night. I, yeah, promise not to ask uh Anthony tomorrow night, you know, about <laughs> his new Johnson. So,
2: there you go. Well, Tom, you probably still remember the days of the old tartan surface at, at oh, the sure, arena, sure, sure, You'd be bouncing sure. the ball and you couldn't hear the ball. That's right. So, there were exactly. some weird practices. There in were, some, there of those were days. some
7: pretty quiet fans yes. in some of those years, too. <laughs> yes, so, yep. yeah. Th- thanks, gentlemen. Thank
2: you. Tom,
1: for the uh, for the input here on flyer feedback, it's a good one as always. Rex, you're a former coach. At, can I get you to look through the lens of your your coaching lens at this game? And what are you what are you telling these guys in the locker room if you're Anthony Grant after this game from your coaching point of view? Well,
2: I think they're going to probably tell them enjoy tonight and get back at it tomorrow. Uh, in college, you know, you're playing so many more games at a faster pace, and you know you got to get your body conditioned for the next game. And that's where I think things have changed over the last 30 years. Uh, Weightlifting wasn't a significant part of what we did. You know, did a lot of conditioning where today is more nutritionist, the weightlifting and doing things like that. So, taking care of their bodies and with this team being you know, Seven deep or eight deep, they've got to do that. And I know Anthony has sort of cut back and practiced a little bit. Uh, the other day, he only went for about an hour and twenty minutes. Worked over the zone defense and went over what Richmond does man to man. So you know, Anthony knows what he's doing along with the assistant coaches. It's you know, it's it's hard to get going. And I know the students get back into school in about a week. So that's right. They've their their schedules changing, time changes, and everything, and practice times are changing. So it's you know, it's more complicated. And when you're just uh, just waxing this Richmond team today,
1: Rex. Yeah. Um, what does this do, given that depth, the fact that you're able to rest guys like Cunningham and Crutcher down the stretch and get them? It's only a handful of minutes, but when you, you have the depth situation
2: this team has, what does that do to just be able to give them a little bit of rest towards the end of the well, game? Well, it makes a significant amount, and playing the zone, even though there's so many man-to-man tendencies in it, you can relax a little bit when the ball's on the weak side, and I think that's what they did. You could watch today or when Josh was so significant in, in, in talking about getting guys in the right position, and, you know, Jordan Davis is not the most... A speaking type of guy, he's a real quiet kid. In jail yes. And Jalen is a little bit quiet himself. Ryan's up a tray, tray helps. So I think it's it, it just helps them significantly that they can sort of get some extra rest today. Three or four or five minutes means a lot when it comes to start playing back to back games like we do in the, in the regular schedule. Yep. Back to the Bud Light, Mike, Jeff, and Dayton.
8: Hey guys, you, yeah, talking about the n- minutes played, and it was really nice to see Crutcher only play thirty-two. Right. Yeah. Uh, and it was also nice to see OB play 28 without right. foul trouble yes you know he he uh, is his defense can be suspect at times but he, he kept himself in the game and and you know had a couple block shots that were 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 good block shots that they, he didn't uh, you know didn't barrel into anybody then you know knock them down so it was really good to see that distribution of minutes uh, but uh, going to the a10 in general uh, of course, a really bad LaSalle team went to UMass and won yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Duquesne gave Davidson all they could right. at home. And uh, I was watching the, the VCU and Fordham game at Fordham, and there were dozens of people there. and uh, <laughs> Tens of 20s. <laughs> Tens of 20s of people at Rose Hill. Yeah. And uh, the announcers made a comment that I'd never heard an announcer make before. He said usually these Fordham teams have that one guy, the Pascal or the, the savage, that guy that's like, you know, it's say, hey, this this you know, they could be turning a corner, this guy can get it done. And that he's he said, this team does not have even that this year. They are <laughs> I've never heard an announcer say that and but it's so poignant and true about some of the teams here in our conference this year. It's, uh,
1: yeah, it's rough, Rex. I mean, the the bottom, as I've said before, the, the last year. couple of years, but it's even truer this year, uh, the 2013-14A10, it's not walking through that door. No, no. Um, and you got a team on the schedule just this next Wednesday with GW at Foggy Bottom, a place that's really historically tough to place to play. Uh, the GW Colonials are down. This Richmond Spiders team is down. Uh, Fordham, as Jeff mentioned, is just atrocious this year. I mean, the LaSalle – my God, it was the week before Christmas before they got on the right side of the scoreboard and won again. They won two straight, three now. Um, but, and you know, Duquesne, Keith Danbrot's a heck of a coach. I watched him a lot growing up in the Akron area at St. Vincent, St. Mary's and with the Zips before he jumped to Duquesne. But, um, you know, that's the challenge, Rex, is how do you get up for these teams in the A-10? Because you've got, you know, sort of VCU, St. Louis, St. Joe's, Davidson, Dayton, probably going out at, at the top of the league. But, Rex, it's them. There's a big gully, and then everybody else.
2: Well, we've... We've seen sometimes uh, seasons in the past that a team that we should win and win uh, e- very easily, and you just you just don't go in with the right mindset. Oh yeah. And you still got to remember some of these kids are 18, 19, and 20 years old. So when you're watching film and you're thinking, well, this kid, you know, can't do this and that, it's. It's tough to do that, even through the high school situation. So, sometimes it's better maybe not even look at film of some yeah. of these teams. You talk about their scouting reports, some of their players, but now getting into play, all these guys know each other, so that they know what they're going into. You know, you're looking today at the game we're sitting here watching. St. Joe's is, you know, playing bad. GW. And, and, and GW's, you know, not, not playing with either team. So, it's you know, it's, it's a winnable league. Sure, we're going to have to go on the road and, and win the games. It's, it's going to be tough. But I think if we can – when you got to win the games at home. That's what Coach yes. Downer always says. Do. you got to win your, your home games and steal some games on the road, and this team is capable of doing it, I think. Uh, with the zone playing today, it's going to give us something else to look forward to. And Obie's only going to get better with his playing time. Yes. I mean, we always joke in practice, but Obie would ever stand up, he would be 6'10". You know, he's always slumped over and everything, but he's going to us, give us an extra dimension into that. So, And, you know, like a Jack Westfield, there might be times where he's going to have to come off the bench and give us a few minutes, so we'll just see how it works out. And and I'm not you know not to suggest they're going to just run the table in the A10 because yeah. they want there there will be
1: those games Rex as you right. mentioned there there's going to be one or two hopefully you just you hope to limit them but there's going to be a couple times this year where Dayton's going to lose a game right. they got no business losing you right. just hope to sort of damage control those sort of situations but you've got one of them coming up and you know GW is right. in a, a close game with uh, St. Joe's over at Hagen Arena at Hawk Hill they're up they're down thirty to twenty uh, with about 30, forty seconds left in the first frame but uh, you know. That's one coming up Wednesday, Rex, a a very much down GW team at Foggy Bottom, a place that historically is just a difficult place for this program for whatever reason to play. So how do you as a coach now, again through your coaching lens, how do you avoid that hangover
2: after an effort like this, Rex, going into a road game at GW Wednesday night? Well, I'm sure Anthony is, you know, start tonight with their scouting report on what their players do. And he's seen the good and bad. I mean, when his time's at Alabama, he's lost some games they shouldn't shouldn't have lost on the VCU, but I, I think he's smart enough to understand that, to get the kids to buying into what they're, they're doing. Working hard on the offensive end of the court. And this comes a time, too, I think, John, that really working on little facets of your games, pick and roll screens and things like that, and it's got to be really precise. That's what Coach Donner always emphasized. You know, do the little things right, and you're going to win. And I think that's what Anthony likes to do, and I think he's going to sort of shorten the bench, You know, you got all the TV timeouts. you got things like that. So I think it's just the little things that's going to bring this team together. You can't have those stretches of not playing defense for four or five minutes and you're in trouble. Well, they only had the one true road
1: game. Right. Road game. I don't like to say true (laughs) road game. That's redundant. It's either a neutral slide or it's a road game. But they only had the one road game in the non-con. Right. uh, Rex, and it was a hell of a test. It was going to Auburn, going to
2: the Lions then there. Uh, But it's been a minute since this team has played a road game. Right, right. Well we'll, just, well, we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, the way they travel today is, is pretty convenient for yeah. how they go and getting ready. Uh, so I'm assuming the normal procedure is tomorrow be light up. They'll take off, practice Monday, go over the Scattering Report Tuesday, practice and get on the plane and head to GW. So, you know, we're only, you know, three days away from that. So we'll see how this team does really for the first road test besides the Auburn game. Yeah. We, we talked about the depth, and I want to bring up another guy
1: that's come up a couple times or at least once. Uh, The aforementioned Chase Johnson here at uh, Flyer Feedback. They landed another recruit. Rex, now we have a full slate of scholarships. Uh, Chase fills the last 2019 slot that Anthony had open. Uh, As we mentioned in the Bud Light postgame show, you might have uh, either seen him at the arena or seen David Jablonski's write-up about Chase Johnson being here. Just a couple weeks ago, he sat right behind the UD bench uh, back on December 29th. That was the Georgia Southern game. Uh, and they land a six-nine uh, forward, and uh, the FCC-approved version of how he was described to me is a six-nine butt-kicking forward. Yep, coming in from Florida.
2: That's all I said today. I said, "Where will you play, man?" He says, "You can play him as a two through a 4. He says, "He's very versatile. He runs the court very well." So that just add gives some, give us some extra dimension in doing that. And you know, with the style of play, I think Anthony wants to, you know up tempo, and he wants to press a little bit more. And with the length that we're going to have next year, it's going to make it make it quite quite achievable so you look at you look at chase johnson rex and a the, the little bit you know about mm-hmm. him he very much is a piece that sort of fits yes he's anthony's kind of player exactly right exactly right so i i know they've been looking at him and you know now that he's made the verbal commitment and i don't know if the signing date yet is when that's going to happen but yeah it's, it's going to be a great addition to flyers i know anthony's got some connections
1: to florida still from right. his days there with billy donovan i'm not sure exactly who was the one who kind of pulled the strings and worked their connections with this kid whether it was anthony or one of his assistants but as a former coach, Rex, can you kind of pull back the curtain for people about, you know, how much of that recruiting work is done by Anthony? How much of it is, is, is assistance? And when working quickly, to – I mean, Rex, he visited UD two days after he announced right. he was leaving Florida. So what was the work that went into just in general getting him nabbed up with less than a month after he says, hey, I'm leaving Florida. I'm looking for somewhere?
2: Well, you know, Anthony doesn't really get into that much with, you know, I think he's, he understands there's only certain things he can say as a head coach when right. it comes to recruiting. So, but I know that he's been on the radar. And both assistant coaches have been on the road this week. Uh, this is the time, get it. You got the flying to the hoop coming up in another week. So it just adds more significance to get it done. And it's so nice when you get a player to verbally commit now. And uh, you know, you, you don't have to go the junior college route along yeah. those lines. So it's it's I think it's great for the program. A payoff
1: to a lot of, I think, behind yes, the scenes scenes work that that is uh, certainly paying off for the Flyers inking another power five transfer in Chase Johnson. Tonight the Flyers are winners 72-48 to start off their A-10 slate with a win. John Medell, former Flyer, Rex Gardecki, and you here for Flyer Feedback. The home stretch of it is coming your way live from Flanagan's Pub after this break right here on the Home of the Flyers.
0: This is Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Helping you get to work and get home for over three decades.
6: He gives traffic reports that are helpful.
7: He's been my favorite for many years. Great traffic reports and a person of trust and authority.
0: Dayton's most trusted traffic authority is Sergeant Mark Bowron. Hear him update traffic every six minutes during Miami Valley's morning news. Where you can also get weather every six minutes from Dayton's most trusted meteorologist with in-depth weather information all morning.
7: I trust her weather reports. She always has weather reports that help me plan my day.
6: I love how energetic she is.
7: Knowledgeable. Excellent weather reporter. She's very informative. Count on Storm
0: Center 7 meteorologist Kirsty Zontini with a forecast you can depend on right here on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO.
3: We'll see sunshine and some clouds begin to roll into the afternoon and evening hours. Temperatures are going to continue to be warmer than normal with highs topping off near 45 degrees. For tonight, mostly cloudy skies and lows dipping down to near 35 degrees. For Monday, we're going to wake up and start off dry. Temperatures will be warming up to near 54 degrees. Rain is going to arrive in the afternoon and evening hours. I'm meteorologist Molly Coates on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station AM 1290 and News 957 WHIO.
0: You're listening to Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 957-WHIO. Call with your questions and comments now at 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 957-WHIO.
1: Hey, Flyer fans, for the last time tonight. Oh, this afternoon, I'm getting ahead of myself. Man, I'm so used to doing this show at night. It's throwing me off racks having the sun up doing an episode of Flyer Feedback. I'm John Bedell. My partner tonight is the newest addition to our Flyer feedback team. Former Flyer, still great. Rex Gardecki, the pride of Miamisburg. And you're you, Flyers fans, here for feedback. Some of you have uh, joined us here at Flanagan's this afternoon after a Dayton win, 72-48. Dayton just crushing the Richmond Spiders this afternoon by 24 as they start off the 8-10 with a win. And and Rex, as my dad always says,
2: as a small business owner, beats the alternative. (laughs) There's no doubt about that. I'm going to. Being a former coach and a player, you you just you know you're so wound up before these games. And as a coaching staff, you're thinking, well, did we prepare for this or did we forget this play? I was listening tonight, and, and, and Nick Saban said, sometimes when I sleep, I think, did we prepare this play? And that's what you do. And I'm sure Anthony, and the coaches, you know, all everything was covered in the last four days, and they did an excellent job of scouting. And that's that's what I really am impressed with with Anthony and, and his staff. They do a, a great job in preparing the players, and that's very very important when it comes to conference time.
1: And as a former coach, too, Rex, we know that Anthony has been railing on our airwaves, and I'm sure in practice, too, about he has he clearly not – he's he's not mixed words about how he has been unpleased right. with the second-half efforts. We've seen that in a couple games in a row. He was particularly upset with the Georgia Southern yeah. second-half effort. He really praised them today in terms of, boy, that was a complete game today, the effort, this is what we're capable of. Right. As a coach, Rex, what's it like to see them come through after you've been working on that for a couple games in a row, and it's been addressed in practice – and now you've got to continue it, but right. today at least, what's it like to see that come through and them address the issue that they've really been honing in on recently Well,
2: I'm sure that's what Anthony said, probably after the game with this time, but the defensive output and the stuff they're working on. you have to do those things, as I said earlier you know you've you've got to do the reps you've got to do the preparation, and I think today was the day that showed you know that they can do these type of things, and confidence is is very important when you come into the this schedule so you know. Young kids' minds, they wander off. They've got classes. They've got girlfriends. They've got where they're going to go to dinner tonight. So you've got to keep the kids focused, and I think that's what this coaching staff is trying to do. And we always talk about how basketball is
1: such a game of confidence. Rex. Oh. What does what does an effort like this do for their confidence, and how does that now benefit them as they move ahead now into an A ten that you're getting knee deep in this? You got GW Wednesday, you got UMass next weekend, and this this is the A ten slate starting in earnest right now.
2: Well, I think that's what the preparation was for today. You know, looking at the players even before they came out for warmups, they were they were really focused. I think they knew that you know the the previous game some got away, and they still talk about it. You know, the the Oklahoma game, the Virginia game, but. You know that's over with, uh, but they're they're doing the right things today. So I just think if they continue to do what Coach Grant's trying to, to focus on, the boxing out rebounds. A lot of people here said today, well, they got a lot of long rebounds. Well, when you're in a matchup zone and teams are shooting some wild three-point shots, right. rebounds are going to go different ways. And playing in a zone, it's it's different than your man. you don't you got areas to box out. So. That's stuff I'm sure they're gonna work on the next day or two yeah and those 50 50 balls too because oh, I mean they
1: ended up you know rebounding the spiders by a 43 to 32 margin but those those 50 50 balls oh. there was a lot one oh. a lot of ones Rex that I noticed I'm sure you did yeah. too where you know crutcher or Landers mm-hmm. would get a hand on, on it but then nobody else was there right. to help them and they right. were getting tips. so yeah. just kind of you know putting a bow on that sort right. of thing and making sure somebody's there for the second effort when yeah. you're getting a
2: tip ball. Well, I think that's what's good they'll, they'll be able to look at this film and see where areas where the shots were coming and getting the guys into certain positions for that because as most long rebounds, the ball is going to go to the opposite side. Yeah. So, you know, you're not playing man-to-man defense. You're in the zone area. So you are out of position sometimes. And to coin a phrase uh, that Archie Miller used to talk about a lot, it's it's easier to patch a
1: leaky roof when the sun is shining. <laughs> yes. You know, when you're watching yep. film after a win like this, to uh-huh. just nitpick a handful of things, it's that's got to feel you know, good.
2: It's, it's going to be a fun time to watch this. There's going to be a lot of focusing going in to
1: GW, though. As a former player, too, Rex, we talked about how just even if it is a handful of minutes and a blowout win like this, how valuable that rest is. I've asked Brooks and Nate this, uh, or Brooks and Keith uh, on the show this year uh, already. As a former player, how does having this Christmas break where it's just basketball you're able to focus on, does that change at all or give you any additional time for recovery
2: between games? Well, I, th- I think so. You know, there's, their sleeping habits are probably a little different. Yeah. As, as I'm assuming as most college kids, you know, they don't like to get up in the morning and, and go to class, but. I, th- I think it is. Uh, getting. is. I'm glad that they're getting back in the routine of classes and getting back to their thing. It's like Jerry Matos said that I talking to him. You know, I said, you don't get to go home. You haven't seen your parents and things like that. And Rodney, you know, from the Atlanta area was not able to go home. So it's, it's different. I mean, yeah. it's nice to have that time. But times when we played, we had players that, that you know, were – weren't able to get home financially. weren't able to get, get home. So we would take them in or take them to our house for dinner or things like that. Or or former you know uh, flyer fans would invite them over for dinner and things like that. So it's going to get back in the routine of the normal stuff, and I'm I'm glad to see that. Yeah, and uh, like I said, good good to get off uh, the
1: a10 on the right foot as it were. Nine and five now overall for Dayton. They're one and zero in a10 play now. Dayton now leads the series between these two teams, Rex. Nineteen to nine. Dayton's now won seven straight. Uh, Dayton won the only meeting uh, between these two teams last year, 87-81, in Richmond at the Robin Center. little nugget there is that that was UD's only road win of the season last year. And it's it's hard for me to even think, Rex, that UD owns a 19-9 advantage in this series because, boy, these Richmond Spider yeah, teams used teams. to be such a thorn in your side. I mean, you're talking a little bit of the way-back machine, but with Mooney at the helm earlier we talked about that sweet 16 run when they had the 12 seed mm-hmm. in 2011 you're talking about those du- uh, Justin Harper Dan Giroux, Kevin Anderson teams yep, they've had some, those players. Are some good spider teams but uh, they have uh, they've fallen on hard yeah. times uh, yeah. as of late but uh, i'm happy for Anthony Grant and company to take advantage of that down team and just absolutely boat race them 72 to 48 and uh, get off on the right start and you know, uh, Josh Cunningham getting to a thousand points and starting his A10 season off right. And I, I think we could we could see an A10. I think Cunningham has a chance, Rex, to put together a legitimate A10 Player of the Year campaign I, here. I for, I agree, John. Free throw shooting
2: is getting a little better. You know, his girlfriend's talk maybe that helped along the lines. <laughs> right. So uh, so we get him shooting, and he, he's a guy that's going to get to the line a lot because oh, yeah. he's such a big target inside and he's he's so strong. So you know, if he can get to the line nine or ten times a game. You know, as a former coach and former player, you know players getting. They say I'm a shooting sample. Well, get to the free throw line. You know, take the ball to the basket sometimes. If you can create three or four, uh, you know, easy shots in the first quarter, and all of a sudden you're up. But, you know, your confidence builds. And I think Josh does that because he's he's so effective inside, and he sees the double coming, and he's a good passer when it comes to that. And then, like we say, Jordan Davis did not have one of his best games today, no. and we still win convincingly. And Jalen didn't either, so. You know those guys are going to break out of their slump. Anthony always says to Jordan Davis, "You're the best shooter. You know, put the ball. Don't be afraid to shoot." And as a as a shooter, you you, you try to forget the last shot. Yeah. As a golfer, you forget the last putt. So I think that's what Jordan does. Jordan's a little quiet, and I think he personally he, he, he keeps it inside a little bit. But, but the players, you can hear him practice. Come on, Jordan, you're fine. You know you're going to make right. that next shot. So that's why I said that I think this team's effective, and everybody likes everybody, and the kids come off the bench and. The reserves, you know, you see everybody excited and it's I think it's gonna be a great year. And I think Jordan
1: Davis is gonna be just fine because yes. has he been on the struggle bus at times this year? Yeah, but I think a lot of people rex conveniently
2: forget this kid shot north of a forty percent clean from beyond the arc last right. year. Right. He's a shooter. Right. And you just don't you don't forget that. I mean you've seen good shooters throughout their career and you know, you don't you'll forget to do that. he's just in a little bit of slump, he'll come out of it and uh, you know, once he has one of those nights of going five for six from three, maybe he just gets on the bus and goes. Yeah. Tonight was fun, a 24-point win
1: and a runaway, and I'm looking forward, Rex, certainly as this season goes on to seeing some of these matchups between, like, Dayton VCU, Mm -hmm. Dayton St. Louis, Dayton St. Joe's, Dayton Davidson, you know, how do they match up against the other top teams in the conference? And... How do they match up against the Cellar Dwellers? We'll right. see Wednesday. That's right. GW. So, hey, Flyer fans, that's going to do it for us. One more time, Dayton winners, 72-48. Producer Griff, shouts to him. He kept us on the air today flying the plane. So our next game is Wednesday, Dayton at GW. We're on the air at 6 with the Expanded Bud Light pregame show. Larry will have the call from Foggy Bottom at 7 o'clock Wednesday night. So we will see you on the radio Wednesday night, Flyer fans. From my partner Rex Gardecki, I'm John Bedell saying thanks for listening, everybody, and go Flyers.